get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. He's former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers. That's Alex Ferrario. I'm Brandon Kylie. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Excited to be joined by our guy, Sam Munson, pro football-focused lead NFL analyst. You can follow him on Twitter as well, at PFF underscore Sam. Sam, we always appreciate the time, man. How you doing today? I'm doing good. How about you guys? Doing fantastic. So let's start out with the big game from the weekend, the game that I did not see coming. And that, of course, is the Saints just dominating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What's going on with this one? Sam, did did we learn more about the Saints in that game or did we learn more about the Bucs in that one? I think we learned a lot about both sides. Um, and you're right, it was a kind of results out of nowhere. I think even heading into that game, most people thought it would be an even back and forth, a really good encounter. And if it was going to go one way by a landslide, I think people could see it going towards Tampa Bay, not New Orleans. But um, I think the Bucks got outcoached on, on both sides of the ball. I think their game plan on defense was just bad. They They sat back and played soft zone and just let Drew Brees pick them apart. They didn't force him to be accurate, to be efficient, and to be um, shooting the ball into tight windows against aggressive coverage. And then the other side of the ball, the Bucks just didn't have an answer for a team that was actually able to pressure Tom Brady. And that isn't something that he's had to deal with all season long. But um, you lose Ali Marpet at guard, they replace him with Joe Hague, and suddenly there's a turnstile on the offensive line. And this offense just doesn't have those intermediate routes, the quicker plays that can get rid of the ball before pressure arrives, they've got a bunch of longer developing deeper routes and then they've got check downs and nothing in between. And that's why you saw even, you know, down four scores, Tom Brady is still dumping the ball off time after time to a running back in the flat because he just doesn't have another option. The alternative is to hold onto the ball and take a sack or a hit because they don't have that intermediate level of receiving threat. And I think that's something that they really need to work on. Sam, sticking with Tampa Bay here for a second, listen, every time the Bucks have lost this year, Bruce Arians has gone public and basically called out Tom Brady, which, look, at the first time I was like, ah, you know what, probably good for the team to see that Tom Brady gets called out. But every time they lose, he's got something negative to say about probably the greatest quarterback of all time. How does this affect his team moving forward? Yeah, I've noticed that as well. It's definitely a curious approach to take. Um, I, I mean, I wonder if he's trying to do the same kinds of things that Bill Belichick was famous for doing for years, that, you know, Brady was never the guy getting praise after a game. No matter how well things had gone, he would find something to nitpick about Tom Brady. 
so that everybody else saw that, well, if, if Tom Brady, the GOAT, is, un, is not untouchable, then we all have to work hard. I, I don't know if, if Bruce Arians is trying that same tack or if he just genuinely thinks that Tom Brady is a bigger part of this problem than, than other people might. But it, it is certainly a, an interesting approach to be taking after all these games. I, you know, I, Tom Brady is not flawless at this point. He's definitely declined from his best play but he's far from the biggest problem in Tampa Bay right now. Like there's a lot of things that were going wrong before you get to the plays that Brady was making. Yeah, I agree. Um, Sticking with the quarterback position, different team. uh, The Cardinals lost to the Dolphins this weekend. And although I was going to pick the Dolphins, I didn't do it. So I got (laughs) messed up on my pick them challenge, but I'm watching a young guy named Kyler Murray play quarterback. And, I got into it with my partners here in the station, and I said, you know, I have long-term concerns for Kyler Murray, and here's why. is I feel like he's a schoolyard quarterback, whereas anytime something collapses, he checks once downfield, maybe a second time, but then it's automatic scramble mode. In four or five years, I feel like Kyler Murray may not be the quarterback we all expected because the schoolyard football sensation that he is, he may not be able to get around like that anymore. Am I crazy? I think it's certainly fair to say that he needs to move on as a passer if he's going to become the quarterback that everybody thinks he can be or even some people think he is now. I think the running threat that he has is a good thing overall. You know, he has raised his floor as a player so far this season because of what he can do with his legs, whether it's in the designed running game and he's become a much bigger part of that this season or whether it's on those quarterback scrambles where he takes off and makes plays with his legs it means that it's very hard to get a terrible Kyler Murray game and a terrible Arizona offensive game because he's going to bring so much to the table, like uh, just through that rushing threat. But he hasn't really moved on yet as a passer, and that is a big big part of his development still left to go. If he's going to become a great quarterback, he does need to get better because right now he's, you know, middle of the pack as a passing quarterback, and whether it's because – you know, down the line, his athleticism will wane and he'll need to lean on that more. Or whether it's just, you know, if you're going to become a great quarterback, you need to be a high-level passing quarterback. Either way, he needs to take that step to become the player that he should be. So, Sam, I wonder what your question or what your answer rather would be to this then, because we were talking about the young quarterbacks and how they're, I mean, God, around the league right now, there are so many fun young guys to watch. And if you could have any quarterback in the league, any young quarterback in the league, not named Patrick Mahomes for the next decade, who would you choose? Who would be the guy that you would hit your wagon to among the young quarterbacks, not named Patrick Mahomes for the next decade? Um, I, I think you have to really like what Joe Burrow has been able to do right out of the gate. Um, given the situation around him in Cincinnati, a terrible offensive line. I don't think they have the best system in the world. He doesn't have a lot of help at all, and yet he's looking extremely good from day one and is even developing. Like He's getting better as the season goes when I thought there was a real risk that he would start to break down given the pressure uh, overwhelming him as the season goes on. But he's adding the deep ball. He's adding the bigger plays to his arsenal. I'd be pretty confident that Joe Burrow will be a very good player down the line. All right, Sam, look, I'm going to stick with quarterbacks since that's the theme here, and I'm going to broaden it just a little bit, is Russell Wilson. Uh, A little bit of a bump in the road, to say the least, this past weekend. Uh, That Seahawks team, they're going to be as good as Russell Wilson can carry them, but is their defense just too much to overcome, too much to make them actually a part of the discussion moving forward? 
No, I think they're part of the discussion anyway. I mean, they they compounded the problems this week. They had some injuries, um, guys missing, but also just had a bad game plan. I mean, they came out after the game and essentially admitted that they were prepared to stop Buffalo's run game, and it almost didn't occur to them that Buffalo might just pass all over this defense that can't stop anybody on the back end, and they didn't have any plan for that, and they actually made it worse by how much they were blitzing players like Bobby Wagner and Jamal Adams and you know, taking coverage guys out of the back end and throwing them at the the pass rush. So I, I think their defense is not good. It's definitely a problem, and they still don't really have anyone that can generate pressure. But they're going to be better than they showed against the Bills and, you know, do at least have the ability when everybody's healthy to cause some teams some problems and, you know, win a drive or two here and there. And that's all you need to do when you have Russell Wilson and the offense that they have. Sam, are they the best team in the NFC right now, even despite all of those defensive concerns? I don't think that there is a best team in the NFC right now. I mean, we keep looking at everyone whether we think has a chance at that crown loses the next game or, or gets embarrassed by somebody else. So I think you can still make a case that Tampa Bay, that New Orleans, that Seattle, that even Green Bay on their day is the best team in the NFC. But I don't know that you can be confident about any of them anymore. Interesting. So it, kind of going down that same path, who do you think is the MVP right now? I know early in the season, it seemed like Russell Wilson had this thing locked up and there was no question about it. We are officially at the halfway point through the NFL season. Who would you have as your MVP as of today, Sam? Yeah, again, I think that's been thrown into chaos the last couple of weeks as well. I think you could make a reasonable case for three or four guys, um, Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Mahomes maybe. I mean, even a Josh Allen, I guess you could make an MVP case for. But all those guys have had their wobbles. You know, Aaron Rodgers has, a, has had a terrible game against Tampa Bay. Tom Brady just had a terrible game against New Orleans. Patrick Mahomes has had a couple of wobbles in the middle and isn't as good as his crazy box score numbers would suggest, a 25 touchdowns, a one interception. Uh, and obviously Josh Allen went off the boil for a couple of weeks. So I think, yeah, MVP is just as chaotic as the NFC, uh, the best team in the NFC picture. Final question that I've got for Sam Monson, pro football-focused lead NFL analyst joining us here on 101 ESPN. Last year's MVP, of course, was Lamar Jackson, and he's been – He's been good this year, but it hasn't been the same level, uh, the same peaks that we saw from him a year ago. Is there something that you've seen that has changed, whether it be with Lamar's game or that offense as a whole this year? What's what's changed for them offensively? A lot of different things that just are all impacting on each other. They're, you know, you lose a Hall of Fame caliber interior player like Marshall Yanda. You replaced him with a not Hall of Fame caliber <laughs> interior player. And so the offensive line is just not as strong as it was. And that's getting weaker now that you lose a guy like Ronnie Stanley at left tackle. So they just don't have the platform to work from that they did this time a year ago. Um, And that's making the run game a little bit less effective. And Lamar Jackson's been injured himself. So they sort of dial back how much they're using him in the run game, which also makes it less effective. And then the, the fact that the run game isn't as scary and as dominant as it was a year ago means the teams don't have to address it the way they did they don't have to sell out against the run and do crazy things on the back end to expose easier pass attempts for lamar jackson so now he has fewer of these easy pass attempts that he had a season ago and then he's just playing worse you know he was playing at a kind of unsustainably high level last season and some of those things have come back down to earth and he's starting to make a few more mistakes than he did and starting to miss a few of those easy pass attempts so I think the Ravens are just – there's three or four or five things that are all 
a little bit off where they were last season. And all those things are kind of magnifying um, each other and just making the, the sum of the problems bigger than the uh, the individuals. He's Sam Munson. Find his work over on Pro Football Focus. You can give him a follow on Twitter at PFF underscore Sam. Sam, we always appreciate the time, man. I would appreciate it if on your Twitter account you spent less time talking about Patrick Mahomes' interceptions that didn't count, more time about how great Patrick Mahomes is. <laughs> Talk with you again soon, there's, my man. <laughs> there's enough people out there doing that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the other way. You Take got it, you Sam. Appreciate it, man. That's- with Black Friday savings at the Home Depot, you'll find top brand kitchen appliances with innovative features that can do more so your holidays can be more ovens with built-in air fryers for baking the perfect cookies dishwashers with smart tech to clean everything from bakeware to festive mugs and high capacity refrigerators to keep leftovers fresh shop black friday savings and get up to 30 percent off plus instantly save up to 750 on select ge kitchen packages at the home depot how doers get more done offer valid november 2nd through november 30th us only see store or online for details